Woof! Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher, and it's time for one of our pet issues. Yep, it's a heavy petting episode. Yes, an episode about pet psychics. Or really just one pet psychic. Well, yes. So we went back to our old haunting ground, the psychic eye. Mm-hmm. Down here in SoCal. This time, we wanted to see a pet psychic. So you contacted them? I did. I called ahead, and I asked if they had any psychics who could read animals. Mm -hmm. And they said yes right away. There's a woman. Let's call her. Mirabelle. Mirabelle. (laughs) Perfect. And they said, oh, yeah, Mirabelle's here tonight, and told me the rates and everything. It was very easy to set up. I hung up and then I realized, oh, you know, he didn't tell me anything about what to bring. Like, do I am I supposed to bring the animal? Do I bring a picture of the animal? Good question. Yeah, so I called back and asked, and he said, oh, either one, you can bring a picture, or if the animal's friendly, you can just bring them right in. But she does have a couple of her own dogs, Mm -hmm. and this was interesting. He said, so if your dog's really friendly. Then we might have to put her dogs away. I thought he was going to say the opposite. Right. Like trying to have their way with her dog. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, certainly she seemed like just the right kind of person because obviously a dog lover herself. She had, what, three? I think so. Didn't she mention a large dog at home? Oh, yes. Right. So she owns at least four dogs, presumably. Yeah, takes care of at least four. And then she has a rabbit and a cat. Anyway, big animal person. Yes. That's great. And I think you can even hear some of, uh, speaking of big animal people, uh, mm-hmm. Carrie is mm-hmm. one of them. And yeah, I, sure. I think you can probably even hear to me <laughs> on the recording. Uh, yes, he probably. Keeps, he keeps walking around. Or is it a she? <laughs> Toomey is a boy. So I have two dogs named Toomey and Ella. And Toomey is a gentleman, but he is both femininely named. I'll admit it. Toomey is, you know, it sounds a little girly. And then he's also very fluffy. And uh, so people mistake him for a lady all the time. And then I have Miss Ella, who's in my lap right now. And Ella is like a chihuahua mix. And Toomey is a slightly larger, like, border collie mix. So we actually brought Ella with us. And I have no dogs. And so what I did was I asked my boss if she could give me pictures of her dog that I hear stories about all the time. This dog named Nala. And so I brought those pictures with me. And look at uh, her. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's a boxer mix. 45 pounds, apparently, about eight months old. Okay. Very rambunctious dog. So I'm always hearing stories about how Nala is, of course, Nala is named for the princess from The Lion King. That Caught on to that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always hearing about how she's torn up a phone book or bitten into a house plan. Apparently, she did that just today. A video camera. And then in the past, she's eaten one of my DVDs that I had lent my boss. Uh, what else? But Nala has actually come to work. No, her. no. I've never oh, met Nala. Oh, you never Nala. met her? Never even met oh, Nala. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I've just okay. heard all these stories about what a terror she is. Uh-huh. So when I asked my boss, she was more than happy to provide me information gotcha. about her dog. Oh, okay. And I was able to word things pretty cleverly, I think, to make it kind of sound like it was my dog. Right. But without being, like, outwardly deceptive. I mean, you just, like, avoided right. saying that. I did say, oh, she even ate my boss camera last week uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. right 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 yeah just not sharing that she's not your dog exactly. but you weren't like intentionally misleading i don't think and so you had your dog with you and mm-hmm. mirabelle had 
already started talking a little bit about your docs, but I want to make sure she at least knew we were going to talk about Nala as well. And about Toomey, who wasn't there with us. Right. And and you'd brought pictures of Toomey. I had. And before we talk about the things she said about the dogs, I think we first need to mention that I handed her these two pictures of Toomey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, well, you know, I know we only have you for an hour and these are the animals we'd like to talk about. I'm going to hand these to you, Ross, because I don't think you saw them up close. I want you to take a look at this big picture of Toomey. She mm-hmm. took one look at that and said, oh, he's a rescue dog, which I thought was a pretty good hit. Look, Toomey, too. Yeah, yeah. But um, take, take a closer look at that photo. Mm. Oh, rescue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's like a leash uh-huh. uh, that says yeah, rescues, rescues rock. rock. Okay. It's right there in the photo. Uh, okay, I was impressed. Uh-huh. And now I'm slightly less impressed. I didn't I didn't pick up on it at first and then uh, Well, and she was she's... saying something about like, "Oh, the left eye I can see, you know." Right, right. See like a, that he's been hit there. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway, then she asked who we wanted to read first and she ended up reading Nala, your boss's dog. First. Yeah, and she spent quite a bit of time talking about Nala mm-hmm. and so I was a little worried like I couldn't remember if it was a half hour session or what and so I was starting to feel guilty like oh you should talk about Carrie's real dogs that she actually owns <laughs> but yeah she was telling me all kinds of specific information well first of all I was telling her about all the problems with Nala chewing on things and so she was recommending jade that she should wear a jade stone around her neck right she actually wrote notes down for me hold on I'm gonna pull those out so I can reference there was a homeopathic remedy she wanted me to give Nala okay okay what do we have here? Rescue remedy. Yes. Oh, which I know all about, Ross. You do. Because back in the day when I would take homeopathic remedies thinking they actually worked. Not just um, for rescue dogs. Right. I would take rescue remedy, which is genuine homeopathic mm-hmm. calming and sleeping aid and anti-anxiety, mm. quote unquote, medicine. And didn't work. <laughs> right. Yeah. As far as I remember, it's an actual homeopathic. It's not an herbal supplement or anything mm. like that. Okay. Yeah. So she was recommending that. A jade stone. She mm-hmm. told us a store nearby where I could buy that. And then some more practical recommendations about letting Nala get out and run outside. Right. And Great advice. And getting some training, particularly, what was it she said? What kind of training? Agility. Agility training. I've, I've never even heard of that, but she was recommending it for all three dogs. That's like what show dogs train like oh, teaching okay. them to run courses and things like that okay that's kind of when she started saying all the juicy stuff about how nala had like this white aura around her yeah very spiritual dog and that's why she connects to me because i'm very spiritual mm-hmm. and religious and you kind of called her on that i was just gonna let her go on that oh yeah i said like well oh that's interesting because ross used to be very religious and isn't really anymore and she said oh but you still have it with you uh-huh <laughs> and and she was telling me to play spiritual music and talk to Nala. Mm -hmm. And again, I've never met this dog. It's not my dog. But, Mm -hmm. you know, she just assumed that it was mine. When she said you should play spiritual music with drums, I was like, well, he likes Christian rock music. She was like, no, no. But that's exactly what that is. Uh Spiritual music with drums. It has drums. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Carrie and I still share affinity for certain Christian musicians. Oh, definitely. Big Jars of Clay fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were just listening to that on the way back from Phil Zuckerman's. That's right. Oh, I liked the about the white aura. You said, "Oh, white." So, like, does it? It's like all the colors combined. Then, and yeah, is like, it like natural light where white is all the colors combined? Oh no, 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 it's pure white. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> who's to say in the you know the auras? And she was talking about how like she had had animals photographed for mm-hmm. their auras. Well, anyway, so when she would talk about these dogs, she would kind of close her eyes and tilt her head upward and connect with them. Mm-hmm. So she was saying that we could also do this by imagining kind of a white fire 
mm-hmm. white light, you know, from our hearts and connect them to the dog's heart. Mm-hmm. And so she was connecting with Nala and later Ella and Toomey. Mm-hmm. And you kept saying like, oh, that's such a nice thought. Or uh-huh. something like that. Well, it is. I mean, it's pleasant. It is. I mean, yeah, all, sure. uh, with all these things she's saying, like, they're really nice metaphors. If you're not going to take them literally, they're mm-hmm. like very lovely ways to talk about all these things. Imagining a white light between me and Toomey. That's fine if I know I'm imagining it. Right. You know, but I yeah. don't literally think it's and happening. So, so she was doing this kind of equivalent of some sort of projection or even remote viewing where she would be mm-hmm. telling us what your dog was doing at home. Yeah, she well, I'll say when we get to Timmy. Oh, oh yes. Oh, this is a big thing. So, Mirabelle told us that Nala is upset because there is a spirit in the house, mm-hmm. a ghost. Right. Of and she said it was a grandfather that doesn't speak English or a has a thick accent. A human grandfather, mm-hmm. right. And so I, you know, kind of thought about it and said, well, not that I know of. There, there could be somebody I, I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, well, and also he wears like a black hat mm-hmm. and he walks through the house and Nala is very uncomfortable around him. And I said, oh, well, what can I do about it? And she said, oh, well, you just need to tell him that all who are not sanctioned by God need to leave. Mm-hmm. And then she also mentioned the elephant in the room. Yes. The literal elephant, apparently. There's an elephant spirit walking around my house, presumably my boss's house, because it's upsetting the dog. Yeah. And and then she's like, the elephant has been neglected. And I said, oh, so maybe like a circus elephant or something? Because neglected usually means taken care of by humans not well. And an elephant in North America usually means a circus elephant. A circus or a zoo elephant. That's pretty much all you got. And so, yeah, and she's like, and she said it kind of dismissively, well, not a circus elephant. Right. Oh, well, those other neglected elephants. Make it sound like I'm making stuff up. <laughs> well, like, and I was almost tempted to say, you sure it's not like a woolly mammoth or something? You know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about North American elephant populations. Right. And not that hardy. Right. Yeah, definitely. And those elephants are certainly neglected. What else does she say about Nala? She she clearly thought Nala was your dog. And mm-hmm. to be fair, I think that someone defending her profession would say when you're not completely forthright with someone trying to read you, they get mm. a muddled reading. So fine. Okay. Yeah. But also she's making very specific claims right. about, you know, my connection to the dog. And about how she, Nala, would mm-hmm. connect to me and how I could improve relations with her and how she felt about me and my son. Right, how Nala doesn't like to interact with your son because your son dismisses her and doesn't really want to play with her. Right, because I was mentioning that my son is very skittish around dogs and, mm-hmm. you know, what can I do to help with that? So, oh, well, you definitely need to let Nala get in his face. And I'm thinking, well, that will be kind of hard to arrange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, you know, you think she could say like, oh, I'm not really feeling a connection right, between right. you. And then I was able to legitimately say it's really my wife who wanted to have a dog because my wife did want to have a dog uh-huh. but we don't yet right <laughs> and then you said you know my wife is interested in adopting a Bichon Fries dog and she said oh no 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 not the right said, animal for you right she said another shelter dog which yay okay She's yeah promoting shelter mm-hmm. adoption that's good I thought she might and that it should be a an older dog older mm. than Nala and right. a bigger dog so not one of these little white yappy dogs and then she jumped at and I, I didn't say anything about this, but she jumped in and made a similar prediction to our, our tarot reader. Yes. And said that my wife was going to be pregnant. And she just kind of like. a girl. Yeah. And she stopped mid-sentence and she said, because she'd been asking about my son mm-hmm. and how old he was. And so she just kind of stopped and like looked at me and like, hmm, I sense that there's going to be a girl coming. Your wife is uh, mm-hmm. going to have another baby. And so I asked for a time frame and she said, um, less, less than two, two years. years. I sense more around one and a half. 
And then, well, first we said, oh, wow, we had another reader who said that Ross was going to have a daughter. Uh-huh. She said, well, Nala's the daughter. And we were like, oh. And then she said, but you're also going to have a human daughter. Yeah. Oh, okay. She played that both ways. Yeah. She also said that your wife is so busy with work. Yes. That she's too distracted and too full right. of her work life to pay attention to the dog. Right. Which is... Not the case. <laughs> Not the case. So then we moved on to Miss Ella. Ella. Who was there with us. And Ella, of course, our, our listeners don't know how amazing Ella is. Okay. But she is just the sweetest little thing, and she just wants to be friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, she's, like, jumping on the table and licking the reader. And... I was going to say uh, being friends uh, involves licking someone. Right. Oh, definitely. Profusely. So, yeah, she she's very excited to meet this other dog, Sophie, who's in the room, and she mm-hmm. wants to lick the reader and be held by the reader. And She's uh, overall very, very friendly. And, boy, the reader sure has a way into a dog's heart. Yeah. She's very it, generous. She she is. She, she carries a lot of doggy treats. And she just started bestowing them upon Ella. <laughs> yes, she did. And then, I mean, Ella's not very food motivated. She's more affection motivated. So this woman would also like cradle her and say like, oh, bah, 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 which Ella just loved. Oh, yeah. And clearly she just loved every single animal that we talked about or mentioned right. during the entire conversation. So she was instantly connected to Nala, instantly connected to Ella, mm-hmm. instantly connected to Toomey. I right. loved him. And with Ella, she said like, well, I can tell you she's very happy, which of course is pretty easy to tell with Ella. She's constantly wagging her tail. I said, well, I found Ella on the side of a highway, which is true, mm-hmm. and I always wondered what her backstory is. I have another dog, and I think he was an abuse victim, and mm. I wonder if she, you know, had a similar thing happen to her. And she said, well, she wasn't abused, but her birth mother was. And so Ella would see her birth mother be abused, and her birth mother was, like, really, really protective of her because she had been mistreated and she didn't want her litter to be mistreated. Right. And she also mentioned that Ella didn't like the household she was in beforehand because Because they didn't speak English. English. And I was thinking, like, well, neither does she. Yeah, which apparently Ella does. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it, and I said, well, actually, the town where she was adopted in is predominantly Uh Spanish-speaking. Ah. There it is. Confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> and she said uh, someone, uh, uh, oh, yeah, she had gone around this town, like, looking for a guardian and just sort of waiting for someone to take her. Oh, and she was very happy to be right, rescued by you. Right, happy to be found. She's like, even just this hypothetical story breaks my heart. Oh, yeah, but, it's very sweet. <laughs> but, yeah, and that a little boy pulled on her ear, so she was afraid of little boys, which I guess she's gotten over because now she likes everybody. Mm-hmm. Just she kept saying, "Oh, but she's so happy. She's so happy," yes. which I think is pretty accurate. She's mm-hmm. a pretty happy dog. So I guess that was pretty much all hits, but there wasn't anything like deep to amazing, pull out of there. right? Yeah. But then you had her connect to Toomey. We talked about Toomey, and she looks at the photos and she just started tearing up. Oh saying, yeah, yeah, and saying that Toomey was just such a beautiful soul, and um, and just. She just wants to be loved. Mm -hmm. And for a second I was like, she? Is she talking about Ella? Right. (laughs) And then she kept saying, she just, she she wants to be, uh, she wants the affection that she has returned. And finally I realized, oh, she thinks Toomey's a girl. Right. Toomey's not a girl. (laughs) 
And I feel strike. like that's a pretty pretty key if you claim to be an animal psychic. Yeah, figuring out the animal sex pretty basic. And you had made it clear on a couple of occasions that, that Toomey is a he. Yeah. And and so but, she persisted in this until you kind of caught her and said. Well, I didn't even mean to. I kept letting her say she. I let her do that for a long time. Yeah. And I was going to just let her do that, but I accidentally said something about Toomey and said he. And then she was like, oh, he, 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 right, he. Well, you know, he has a very feminine energy. <laughs> right. And then later on proceeded to say that Toomey is uh, like a mother to Ella. Right. And, <laughs> and I said, oh, they do things that mother and daughter should not do. There's a lot <laughs> right. of humping. Oh, well, that's just an right. asserting dominance. Right. Kind of Which, thing. I mean, the dominance thing is, is possibly sure. true. But, yeah. I hope for all our listeners that your mother never asserts dominance over you (laughs) in that fashion. So true. (laughs) So, yeah, one of the things I asked about is that, you know, Toomey is probably an abuse victim and we've done that for a long time. And, you know, it's just like weird little quirks. And one of them is that he barks at me when it's nighttime, Mm. not during the day, just at night when I get in bed, he'll start barking at me. Right. And she said, oh, yes. Because it's nighttime, and nighttime makes him think he's going to be kicked outside because wherever he lived before you, they would kick him outside as soon as it was dark. Oh, and he also does not like foreign languages. Oh, right. <laughs> but I'm not speaking foreign languages at night, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I said, oh, well, he's only done this for like a year, and I've had him for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. So he just suddenly remembered being kicked outside at night. And it- <laughs> It was Ella, she was saying, right, that is unhappy with how you're positioned in bed? No, Toomey. Toomey, So oh, she was saying... Maybe that's uh, why. She, she decided that, oh, okay, that's not the problem. It's not that he doesn't want to be kicked outside. It's that you have Ella on the bed, and he wants to be up there, too. And I said, oh, well, no, I always pat the bed and invite him up. And she said, oh, well, then it's that he doesn't like how you're laying, he wants you to lay in a very specific way. So when he's barking, just turn to him and say, do you want me to lay this way? Do you want me to lay this way? So you're going to try that now? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to try it. I'll give okay. you guys an update next time. But I love this visual in my head of Toomey barking at me and me saying, do you want, to, do you want me to lay this way? Right. Lay this way? But I'll give it a go. Oh, oh, two other major misses. One is that she said... He was dumped at a shelter. His former guardian just took him and dumped him at the shelter. Oh, right. And I actually know Toomey's backstory, assuming no one lied. The shelter just said that they found him wandering the streets in Merced. Oh. And picked him up. Okay. So, unless he was dumped and then got out or something. Okay. That seems like a miss. The other one is that she seemed to think Toomey was a large dog. And I didn't even realize it until... She started saying, oh, yeah, all large dogs do what Toomey does about something. And then I realized the photos that I brought, one of them is in sort of a a strange perspective where right. Toomey's really close to the camera and I'm not. Making it And look, he, he looks make, really big. Yeah. And then in the other, it's so close up and you don't really have anything for scale. And so Toomey's 27 pounds, but she keeps calling him a big dog. And so... She started saying that, he, oh, you know, he has a few past lives that I can see. This is his third time as a dog. Yes. Or her third time as a dog. Mm-hmm. And, you always know. Always a similar form. Always a similar. Last life, it was something more husky. wolf-like. Yeah, like a Malamute. 
it. And and then she said, he's he's always been a big dog. <laughs> and I said, oh, always big, huh? Always like 60, 70 pounds. And she's like, oh, yeah, he could never be a small dog, Aww, which oops. he is right now. Strike at least two. <laughs> yeah. No, at least three, because we've got being a girl, being dumped at a shelter, and being a big dog. There you go. Yeah. You're up. Yeah. But uh, we'd kind of talked about all the three dogs that we came to talk about. Mm-hmm. And we saw the time. Because we had, you know, scheduled an hour mm-hmm. with her. And so she was saying, well, any other questions, any other animals that you'd like me to connect with? So you told her. I did. I said, well, there are a few dogs in my office. My office, you can bring dogs in. And so there's one named Sophie, actually the same as her dog. Mm -hmm. And Sophie was a rescue, and she's very protective of her guardian and of her office. And she kind of barks at strangers a lot and that kind of thing. You know, what do you think about her backstory? And I actually know where Sophie came from, but I thought I'd just play down a little bit and see what she said. Sure. Um, And I know that Sophie was rescued from a negligent situation where she was on a chain in someone's backyard and never allowed inside, Uh, never allowed to exercise. Oh, um, right. And that was yet another strike. Right. Yeah. She was rescued by an animal protection group and has lived with my coworker ever since. And Maribel... Maribel? Maribel. (laughs) Wait, you just now realized how silly that name sounds. (laughs) Maribel said that that Sophie had been like want <laughs> terrible I've been wandering the streets passing by houses and sometimes she could hear animals being struck and she would she would walk around and see who was being harmed and who wasn't and she was sort of a little leader in her community and yeah and Mirabelle was like so affected by these visions she was having she'd have her eyes closed and her head tilted over mm-hmm. and she's you know seeing what the dog is seeing and occasionally she would you know kind of withdraw and go, yeah. oh why did you send me that image okay okay I see that uh-huh. uh, alright yes I understand you know and then she'd yeah. want to move on to the next thing that the animal was showing her right and clearly like emotionally moved she would mm-hmm. tear up a little bit at some of these we should describe her physically she had like this scar on her shoulder was is that what it was it was like very large it looked uh, very scary and had kind of a scratch on it so i wasn't sure if it was something inflamed and uh, i don't know what would you say she was in her 50s I think late 40s. But, late 40s. But yeah, but she had, you know, she would kind of move her hair around. She had, you know, gray roots, but she dyed it black. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, oh okay. Well, look how observant I am. <laughs> you know, very sweet lady, very much connecting to all these animals, very much mm-hmm. um, seeing things, visuals mm-hmm. in her head that were being communicated by the animals. Definitely. Now you now you have a better image of, of what she looked like. Also, she had like, what, a white tank top kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Black pants. White tank top. Definitely. Anything else we can say about her? <laughs> she had a bag like down at her feet. Uh, now, this is at the Psychic Eye, the same place we've described before in the tarot episode. Uh, but it's a very narrow confine. And we had to kind of work to get a third chair in there. And I'm kind of angled in there. and mm. It just barely fits the three of us. And yeah, she had this big bag on the floor with goodies for the dogs. And yeah. she pulled them out every now and then. She had her table with tarot cards on it. Uh-huh, which she never looked at. I right. was wondering if she was going to read the dogs, but she didn't. Yeah, and I'm sure she could have if we had asked, but mm-hmm. I guess she also markets herself as a tarot reader. Right. Oh, and it was and it was booth number 13. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, oh, I did. I took a my, picture. My, my, my. What does that mean? Nothing. Not much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the last animal we asked her to read was actually a pig. Mm-hmm. I used to work at a farmed animal sanctuary for rescued farmed animals, and... 
There was one pig there named Lily who jumped off a slaughter truck and ended up saving her own life by doing that. Mm -hmm. And Lily just died a couple weeks ago, and she had been my favorite animal at the sanctuary, so it was kind of rough. So I asked, can you see Lily? And she said, oh, she had really bad leg problems, which is actually what killed Lily. She yeah. had really bad leg problems, and her, her muscles were so shot that she would develop, like, open sores, and then those would get bacterial infections, and it just became this big snowball mm. effect until she couldn't move anymore. And Mirabelle had her eyes closed as she was saying this and seeing it, and Carrie was just visibly impressed and yeah. said, okay. That's you a know, really good hit. Made I mean, a little check mark in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That was a hit. Yeah, that was a definite hit, an impressive She didn't jump off a truck. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm sure that's why. And I don't think she did that on purpose. I think probably subconsciously she Mm -hmm. just put two and two together. But yeah, it was a good hit. Yeah, then she started talking about how Lily's on the other side and she can see her with her wings and she's inviting all these other animals over and she helped a giraffe over and a mouse over and she's just so sassy and sweet and she's not afraid to be on the other side. She's just like, come on over, the water's fine. Uh And it was so sweet. I started like tearing up just thinking about this nice story you know Uh Um, and she's talking about this pig with wings and i said oh so she's still in a pig form but with wings uh huh Huh, pigasus Uh (laughs) you even said something about oh pigs can fly (laughs) right oh i thought it was hilarious what was the context in which she was talking about having lipstick on and and kissing yeah that lily was sending this image to me she said it's like if a if a girl like kisses a piece of paper with her lipstick on and then like sends it to you, you know, like a picture of her lip marks. Uh-huh. And she said it's like Lily's holding something up to her lips and sending it to me. Right. It's really cute. But here she'd already <laughs> mentioned a flying pig. Right. You have her putting lipstick on right. a pig. Right. <laughs> and that was the only point during the entire reading, which I almost started laughing. And I didn't Aww. look at you just in case you were thinking the same thing. Oh, no, I wasn't. It was all so sweet. I... Just kept thinking, this is such a nice thought, which is what I kept saying, like, oh, well, that's that's a really nice story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you have a tattoo of Lily. I do. Yeah. On your back. You're going to have to mm-hmm. you're going to have to upload that. OK. For this episode. I'll do. And also, uh, she was getting very disturbing images from Lily of. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like visions that Lily had had. Yeah. Of. of- like butchers. butchers. She doesn't like men. She, she apologized to me. I'm sorry, but she just doesn't like men. Yeah. Ross. She doesn't like men, and it's because the slaughterhouse workers typically are men. And then she said Lily was sending her this very scary picture of a slaughterhouse worker with half, half of... flesh face and half skeletal face. Yeah. She said um, it like reminded her of Holocaust images. Yeah. She said, like, oh, it's really terrible. And um, and then she said she she pointed at me and said she's sending it to you. She wants you to stop them. And you said I'm trying. <laughs> said, I'm trying. <laughs> so that was all all very moving. Even though I you know it just all seemed like a nice story she was making up on the spot and maybe not sure. intentionally, but but that's you know mm-hmm. that's how it, but very sweet and very moving. And then she gave us free dog food. Yeah, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Like. Ella was enjoying the food, and so she said, well, here, have a whole bag full of it. Of, of holistic dog food. Oh, yeah, and, and she was making food recommendations. Right, and I said, oh, what does that mean, holistic dog food? And she said, well, the food is raw, but it's got kibble on the outside. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know. 
I'm pretty sure it's not raw. Raw, right. And she's like saying like there's chunks of chicken mixed mm-hmm. in there. And I'm like, no, they didn't leave it like that. Mm-hmm. That would go really bad really mm-hmm. fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she was recommending what chicken soup for the soul, which is apparently a dog food. And I not, guess. And not just an inspiring book series. <laughs> right. And then she started talking about how Toomey wouldn't like dog ice cream. And I was like, they make dog ice cream. And she said, yeah, it's at Ralph's. Mm-hmm. But she did say Nala would like it and that you should get some for Nala. Right, but not to buy your pet food at Ralph's. And so she was asking me what Nala eats. And so, you know, I was genuinely stumped there because, A, I don't know dog food brands except uh-huh. the big ones that we'd already been told were bad. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I think it's like a green bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so lied there. And she said, oh, well, it's not I am. Oh, no, definitely not. She mm-hmm. said, oh, well, maybe it's – and then she named some other one. She said it's okay, but it's had recalls as well. Okay, won't buy that. <laughs> I, I didn't mention earlier – when she wrote Sanctioned by God as a reminder on this little note sheet to give me instructions on how to evict that ghost from my house, uh-huh. she wrote it G-D. I saw that. And so I'm sensing that maybe she's got a Jewish background because she was right. also talking about Lily wearing a kipboat. You know, like, uh, uh-huh. and she said that, you know, something about how, oh, how she doesn't eat pork. Great. So perhaps she's Jewish, but I just thought that was yep. interesting. She wrote God without, and with That's a capital exactly G- what I saw when I saw it. Capital G with the dash instead of the O. Yep. I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That was our psychic reading of her right there. <laughs> right. Although <laughs> I got her religion a little better than she got mine. Maybe. Maybe. I yeah. We know. have no verification of that. Yeah, she definitely was pretty adept. She was pretty adept at doing that thing where she'd like make a guess, realize it was wrong, and then tweak it ever so slightly mm-hmm. to make it right. You right. Know. Oh, like you know, saying that uh, Toomey has a very strong feminine side. Right. Right. Or she said something about Nala that you clearly didn't think was so, and I don't remember what it was, but she said she has issues with with women or something and then you kind of made a face like no that's not true and then she said well maybe not now mm. oh yeah but- actually she said a lot of those things mm. with nala like you know she wouldn't get a particular response from me probably just because i don't know that much about uh. nala and so then she would say and if you're not seeing that now it will be in the future right right so a lot of future predictions there yeah oh and what was that other thing that she gave ella near the end Oh, like a chew, some kind of chew treat. Oh, Ella loved that. She did like it very much. And then she gave me another one to give to Toomey. Very generous. Yeah. It was very nice of her. Yeah, definitely. And so what did this all come to? This was 60 bucks Mm -hmm. for two 30-minute readings. And she gave us a little tip. She said, in the future, just say it's one person for an hour and you'll get $10 off the top. Yeah, that's nice. But Mm -hmm. yeah, she was actually really nice. Like... Of the people we've hung out with, like, I I feel like I had a really nice time hanging out with this woman for Mm -hmm. an hour and would hang out with her for another hour. Some of these people, like, are acupuncturists. Mm -mm. Uh, Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, I felt comfortable with her. I mean, I kept wondering what the time was. Um, I did, too. Yeah, I kept thinking, like, oh, no, we're running out. Yeah, she set that alarm. And it kept beeping. It kept beeping. And the first time she said, oh, that's only 15 minutes. And I didn't know if she meant we had used up 15 minutes or had 15 minutes to go. Right. Uh, apparently, I had really lost track of time. And and then at one point, like, she kept wanting to kind of ask questions. And I was pretty sure we'd been there for an hour. Right. And she said, oh, no, we got three minutes. Uh-huh. And so then she kept talking. And even after the watch beeped again... And she kept talking and uh-huh. I was just thinking like, oh, no, I yeah. don't want to incur overage charges. Right, but, right. Uh, she was more than happy to just kind of trail off the conversation. Yeah. 
rather than saying, all right, get out now. Yeah, so I thought it was really pleasant and left there. Yeah, left there like, oh, this was nice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, a lot of these things, a lot of the claims she made are not easy to test. The um, spirit of yeah. a dead grandfather who doesn't speak English right. or has a thick accent. Um, and a lot of the stuff about Ella, she just said like, oh, she's really happy. She watched her mom be hurt. She lives in a place where they didn't speak English. Like, mm. I, I'll just never know. So, you know, there are a lot of things here that could have been hits and we wouldn't even know. And if they were all hits, I guess they'd be pretty impressive. Sure. Yep. Sure. But yeah, largely unverifiable. So, Ross. Yes. Ross, is it? That's my name. Before we talk about our ratings, mm-hmm. I think we should give some shout outs. To our donors? Absolutely. Our donors. So our first shout out is to Noah Wiles. Woo! Woo! Noah Wiles. Thank you. Your name sounds like Noah Wiley, and you probably get that all the time. Woo! Um, <laughs> and our second shout out is very near and dear to my heart. It is from Alicia Wampner to mm. Chris Holbein. And between you and me, Ross, don't tell anybody. Okay. Between you and me, Chris Holbein happens to be my boss. Yeah. And Alicia Wampner happens to be my coworker. Right. Yes. And Alicia got this shout out. For Chris as a present for being such a good boss. That was a classy gift. I know, right? That's what everyone should get their boss. Am I right? I hear he's a pretty fantastic boss. He's a pretty fucking awesome boss. He's the best boss I've ever had. And I bet Alicia would say the same. So, woo, Chris Albine. Woo, woo! Thank you. We have a few generous stoners that we want to mention who we are going to send personal limericks directly to. Very generous. Yes, yes. So... You will all get your limericks in your inbox. But thank you to Kevin Salter of Queensland. Thank you to Kate Incognita from Denton, Texas. Do you think her name is really Incognita or do you think she's just being funny? I think she's being incognito. Probably. Uh, Thank you, Mike Broyles, who, by the way, also asked how much we would need for colon hydrotherapy. That's the second person that has generously offered to sponsor that. And, uh, you know, you'll get it in the end. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll let you know because if if someone wants to, we should say if someone ever wants to sponsor a whole investigation, mm-hmm. if you're willing to front the entire cost for that investigation, we'll dedicate the episode to you. Yes. Also, we would very much like to thank Devin Rankin of Glendale, Arizona. Woo! All those people. Woo! Now, there's one person that we did want to say her limerick on air because she, one, gave us a very generous donation and, two, has been an emotional supporter of ours for a while. A great supporter. So... I know a woman, Dorothy Bullard, who I can surely say is no dullard. She listened to Carrie and me and then said, I'd like more, please. And now our account is much fuller. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you, Dorothy. And our next investigation, Mm -hmm. which will be released May 1st, is a pretty big one. And it's it's a costlier one than usual. So all these donations have been well appreciated and will be well used yeah and our account will be a little drained so keep on going with those donations please please please. right we're crossing uh, state boundaries with this one and we've got a lot of fun stuff planned so totally yeah thank you so much so ross yeah looking back on your animal psychic experience i'm looking back what would you say is the pseudoscience rating where 10 is something like extremely pseudoscientific Mm -hmm. like like your whole body is made of goat sperm (laughs) what i know what i know that's pretty pseudoscientific um and one is something completely scientific like what's what's uh the theory Uh, of evolution oh my goodness that's very scientific well uh let me connect with the spirits and i'm going to say an eight 
I'm going to put it up high on on the scale. Just because, you know, she's talking about the spirits of elephants and pigs that have passed away and now have wings and are Mm -hmm. letting giraffes into the other side. I mean, it's just, well, it's what we went for. (laughs) She delivered. It's just not at all scientific. How about you? What would you give it? Yeah, I get get a little... A little stuck here between what what I mean by pseudoscientific because yeah because we've discussed this yeah it's one of those things where there's certainly no evidence that I know of to back what she's saying and that makes me want to say like eight nine but on the other hand she's not making claims that have been explicitly disproven also the way, true say yeah the way say a creationist museum is making claims where it's like no we can soundly show you why that's wrong right sure um so that makes it a little trickier but. Going with my first definition, I'm going to say right around the same, mm-hmm. eight, nine. And going with the second one, whether it's actually pseudoscientific, that is going against science, I'm going to stick a little lower, maybe a five or a six. Okay. And what would you say on the pocket drainer value, where 10 is something incredibly draining, like somebody hacking into your bank account and just taking all your money? Mm-hmm. And one would be something not very pocket draining, like buying some toilet paper mm-hmm. at a discount. Okay. I like how you added that because I think buying toilet paper is a little pricey. It can be pricey, yeah, Um, but it's like two for one deal. Right, okay. It really depends on what you're going for. For our experience, it's Mm -hmm. not that pocket draining, although I don't usually drop 60 bucks in a night. Sure. So, you know, I would say, oh, it's still an expensive way to spend your evening, Mm -hmm. but it's not outlandish. On the other hand, psychics are one of those things that people get addicted to and get addicted to hard oh yeah if you went back to her instead of say your vet every time your animal got sick Mm -hmm. well depending on your vet it could be it could be really costly so it got kind of a big window but just going with our experience let's say you stop by once and that's what you did for the evening Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say it's like it's a six it's expensive but we're not breaking the bank here mm. yeah it's like paying for some theater tickets and getting a show mm-hmm. which we kind of did uh and also she was very generous i mean as she was offering you know the free food for uh ella mm-hmm. i was thinking oh this is helping her pocket trainer value yeah, that's true. which is one of the rare moments where i've actually thought about our rating system during the investigation ah, nice. uh so i'm gonna give it a four. Oh, okay kind of low yeah what did you give it a six I, I wasn't paying attention, clearly. Mm, a six. Mm, yeah, okay. I still think it's an expensive way to spend your evening, but I'm sure. pretty thrifty. And also in terms of what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. <laughs> that would, yeah. Uh, when you do it as a uh, price-performance ratio, then, yeah, it would go up probably closer to what you said. Mm, sure. What about creepiness rating where 10 is something very creepy? Like um, you're at a creationist museum and a little boy who's a compulsive liar follows you into the bathroom. And one is something not at all creepy, like you're at a creationist museum and your wife follows you into the bathroom. I'm going to say it's very low on the creepiness rating. I'll say a two. I mean, oh, okay. it'll it'll still register because mm-hmm. there were these visions, you know, yeah, Holocaust skeletal mm-hmm. abattoir workers, but I didn't personally feel creeped out. How about you? What would you give it? Yeah, I didn't personally feel creeped out either, but I still for some reason want to give it a little higher just because we're talking about like spirits and demons who are haunting your boss's dog and I mean, that's all like kind of creepy concepts, even mm-hmm. though I didn't emotionally feel creeped out. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I want to give it like a four oh, point okay. 
six. Wow. All right. Yeah. Just because the concepts are creepy. This particular woman, okay. not that creepy. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, how would you rate this then on an awkwardness scale where 10 is incredibly awkward? Like, you know, somebody who is drooling and is wearing sweatpants in a public place and they come and try to sit on your lap. Okay. And one is something not nearly so awkward. Um, I'm sitting on Ray Fine's lap. Like you sitting on Ray Fine's lap. <laughs> um, don't get carried I, away. Now that I've said that, I really don't want to put her too near sitting on Ray Fine's lap. It might be awkward for Ray Fine's. Pretty great. <laughs> well, touche. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, she. I'm trying to remember whether I actually felt awkward. The only time that I remember feeling awkward, and this has happened before at the second guy, is they're not used to having two people. So you walk in and they're like, we need a chair. And they always (laughs) let me sit. And then you just sort of stand there or squat. Right. That's always a little socially awkward. But that's the only thing I can even think of. Okay. So I'm going to give it like a 1.1. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was very awkward either. Yeah, I'll give it 1.3. Oh, just cool. uh yeah just uh one up you or <laughs> point two up, up you <laughs> and the danger rating carrie what do you give this on a scale of one to ten where ten is something incredibly dangerous yeah based on this woman i want to give it like a two but based on like risk i would want to put it higher because if you're trusting someone to just have visions about your animal's health well-being mm-hmm. how other people are treating your animals so that's a pretty big risk hmm. okay. um i know of another psychic who like told a woman that her dog had been murdered by her husband oh no yeah so i mean that there's okay. right so there's hmm. There's a risk there when you're putting that much trust into someone whose only claim is that they see things and you have to trust them. You know what I mean? Okay. So that risk puts it a bit higher. But based on this woman, really low. Uh, you know, one. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say one You know, because I've never even heard a story like the one you just mentioned. I've never watched any of the pet psychic TV shows or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I just imagine that all of these – pet prognostications are fairly tame Mm -hmm. and i i don't see any of them you know trying to talk you out of going to the vet or Mm -hmm. passing up anything good that you should be doing Mm -hmm. for your pet uh in all in all i imagine these people really care about their animals take care of them feed them well and certainly uh mirabelle was that way so uh yeah i'll say one Mm -hmm. based on her but that said I would not recommend that any guardian go to a pet or a companion animal psychic to figure out yeah. Yeah, <laughs> anything no. of any importance. I think this is a definite not recommend. Yeah, yeah. And especially with like a health issue. We went, so you don't have to. Yes, indeed. So, so Carrie, what would you say was your favorite moment? I think my favorite moment was totally internal. But she was talking and about something unrelated. And I glanced down at this picture of Toomey. And saw that leash that says rescues rock. Oh, yeah. Big reveal. Mm -hmm. I I loved it that she really bought into it that Nala was my dog. Mm -hmm. And uh, specifically when she was talking about the spirit that upset Nala Mm -hmm. and how I could get rid of him. But just because it was like, oh, I wasn't bargaining on this when I came in for a pet psychic. Right, right. (laughs) Thought that was pretty fantastic. I like the image of this, you know, European looking man wandering around my house. With a hat. With a black hat. 
Super. Well, that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer. And our theme music was written by Brian Keith Dalton of Mr. Deity fame. That's so enthusiastic! Visit <laughs> MrDeity.com to see Brian and his world-famous, award-winning, multi-talented cast, including me. <laughs> Remember, you can find us on the web at onopodcast.com or facebook.com slash O-N-R-A-C. And be sure to check out our pictures by liking us. And remember, all dogs go to heaven. You just want to make sure they speak to Lily. She's the flying pig with lipstick. <laughs> all right. Good. Okay. Nice.